Ben back here again. Thank you so much for coming back, sir. Like we were just talking about, it's been a little bit over a year now since since you've been on here. And I'm yeah. stoked that you're back. Yeah, I'm stoked to be back too. Thanks for having me. Yeah, the, the triumphant return. <laughs> yeah, a year later. I, last time I saw you, I was in upstate New York at my friend's house. And That's right. Yeah, in the woods, in the middle of nowhere for like a month. Um, but a lot has happened since then. I can't remember when that was exactly. Was it a year ago? I think Probably. it was it was November, I believe, of uh yeah, of last year. No, no, I sorry, sorry, the, the year before last. So 2021, November ish. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. November so adjacent. More, more than a year, yeah. But okay. good to see you for having me back. Yeah, and uh, that's all the time we have, Ben. Thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. Um awesome. we'll, see you, we'll see you in a little bit over a year. No, um, yeah, yeah. The, the last time we spoke, I think the the album, the Sylvie album was had just been released, I believe, hot off the heels of the of the first release of that. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, it would have been. Oh, my memory, my track of time is is pretty off, but I think it was released in October, maybe. I yeah, don't know. hot yeah. off, hot off the presses. Yeah. That was the last time we spoke. Yeah. Now, uh, um, look, looking back on that now, of when it when it was released and where where we are now, do you feel differently about the about the album? Now, now it's had some time to, to to be out there in the world, and people have um, listened to it and, and ingested it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think about the songs as much you know like i'm like i think i talked about this last time but each time i write i have like this like relationship or develop this whole attachment to a song you know and like go through all these different iterations of it and and it's something that's happening in my life so i'm very invested emotionally and then you know it's like i haven't i don't listen to it I haven't listened to it really, but I'm practicing it all the time for like, I'm playing the songs uh, off the record for the upcoming tour. So yeah, my relationship artistically to it's different. I'm kind of like searching for what's next, you know, just going through other things in my life, but I'm still very proud of them and I still love the songs and still going to play them. So I think the people still want to hear them. So I think I, I think you're in a good position, Ben. I think, yeah, I think you're right where you need to be on that. Totally. Yeah. Well, the other thing is like, since that, um, since it was released, like Sylvie hasn't played that much. I haven't gotten a chance to really play those songs live very much because personal stuff, life cir circumstances just sort of took over this last year. So I haven't like, in a way they're kind of new to, to live, you know, they, I haven't shared them um live as much so i'm excited in a way they're still fresh you know what i mean sure yeah yeah do you do you still feel like um that that connected to them or do you feel connected to them in a different way now that they've been out but you're playing them live for the first i mean kind, kind, kind of first couple of times now it's still not like oh okay we gotta go do this one again and go through this thing it's like uh, oh all right we'll we'll see how this one goes this round yeah i mean i it's it's funny you ask that because I always feel some like because I produced and arranged all of it and stuff like and I do care about you know like I don't try to recreate it exactly but I know that like if I go play live with Sylvie there's an element to it where it would be nice to do it sort of like the album or something so I try I'm trying to do that for the shows and like you know, make that sound sort of like the record, but also do new things too. It's a hard balance, you know? Sure. Like Bob Dylan or something, they did, they were just like, didn't, didn't care. You know, they're just like, do, just do, do whatever in the moment and not really answer to anyone's expectations. So I'm always kind of riding that line or something. Like I'm going to play, we're going to play them sort of like the album and, but then with new elements to them, a little more up-tempo, a little more, different players different people doing them so it, it changes it's cool to see it actually it's and it's a way to keep it fresh for me like you know not just doing the same exact version 
sometimes right. about it. Right. Reinterpret it like I wrote the songs are pretty universal. They can be done in a lot of different ways. So it's pretty fun. You know, I feel like I can play them for the next few years and always figure out a different way or style or way to sing it or, you know, so that's kind of that's keeps it fresh. So just instrumentation this this time around. No, no lyrics, just just the musical aspect. Just instrumental. Yeah. The whole okay. 50 minutes of instrumental music with no words. Mm. Somebody, somebody setting up a mic for you like, whoa, 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 what are we just just mic everything? We're not we don't need these. This is this is for nothing. We we get we we're not we don't need these vocal mics. Just make sure everything's <laughs> balanced. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Right, right. It's a pro move. Uh, when you go and see a band, let's say Bob Dylan, for example, and and he and he's, you know, playing songs, do you prefer them to sound like the record or have a different spin on them than, than the record? I don't know, because I don't go see people anymore in that way. But I remember when I used to go to more often in my 20s and I think I probably wanted to hear it like the album, you know, or like felt let down if it wasn't, if it was totally different or something, you know, cause you're very emotionally tied to that experience. But I don't know. It's different when you're doing it for so many years and you're like, you know, you feel pressure to want to please like an audience or, or make something that people like, but also you have to keep exploring yourself and keep things interesting and do what feels good to you. So I trust like with Sylvie's stuff that if the music is, people really like it, that they're, they're sort of down to go with whatever happens. That's what you want to have, I think, as an audience who will, you know. Right, right, like, right. Kind of thing. But I don't know. I don't really go to shows. Like, I would love to go see Bob Dylan play, but <laughs> I just haven't done that yet. I know. I never know when Bob Dylan is playing, you know. How, yeah. Who's in who's in the know when Bob Dylan's playing? I, I guess his friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I would love to see Neil Young or some of those guys like Graham Nash or something. But you know, I just I haven't been, you know, I, I go see shows of indie bands, friendship. Yeah. To, that's what yeah. we're talking about right now. Bob Dylan, Neil Young, indie guys, yes. Two thousand tens best musicians. Indie guys, yeah, that's that's what I think of. Like, oh yeah, these those, those indie guys. I'm not too keen on 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 that scene, but yeah, I like those <laughs> dudes. I like what they've been doing. Open comers, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool. What was a what was a performance that you did see live that you're like, whoa, that was awesome. That was great. Recently, let me think. Or even of all time, Ben. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I see Cass McCombs a lot. He's always really good. Um, this guy, Alex Eisenberg, I saw a stripped down set of him. Do you know him? No, I'm not familiar with the guy. He's a really good songwriter. He's been around for a while. Him and it, and it was like two guitars stripped down at permanent records. They played a really good set. That was one of the better sets I've seen lately. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, hard to think. I mean, of all, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Hard to see. Hard to say. I see so many people playing. We're going to, we're, we're going to come back to that in, in about two weeks. We're just going to edit it in here. It's like, Oh yeah, that, that one. Well, that's 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 good yeah it's, it's it's always good to have those those like oh whoa those those stick with you kind of kind of shows you you know um violent femmes yeah yeah violent, violent femmes going back to like sounding exactly like the record that's a, a group that will sound exactly like the record they do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good because everybody that's... knows that that one uh tape i forgot what it's called might just be called the self-titled one, but yeah, that one, that one's really good. Pretty cool. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So that's, that's the next one that we're going to go to Ben, you and I are going to go see violent Femmes. Sure. 
I know, I know that that's up your alley. Those are, those are big mentors to you. I, in, in the sound that you're trying to make, I, I, I get that. Yeah. Big influences. Yeah. They're huge. Right. Right. I mean, I, I, I could hear it. I could hear it in the, in the sound. I go, oh, Violent Femmes all the way. Gotcha. Yeah. Violent Femmes, Men at Work, these kind of bands. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a music, like, I used to go see more indie shows, but, like I said, I'll see my friends play, but I'm always looking for like, I go see live jazz music. I really like that. And like, I went and saw these um, kids in Topanga who are these kind of younger musicians who are really good, who are going to play in Sylvie now. And they're, they're really good. They're kind of off the radar or like out of the scene, the indie music scene. I'm not Until really. Until now, drop their I, names, Ben. Yeah, I can't tell you. They're really special, though, and really talented. It's fun to go looking like that, like, or to see that outside of, like, you know, just indie music and stuff. I love indie music, but I'm also, you know, not not really in that world as much as I was, say, in my 20s. I would go see, like, Brian Jonestown Massacre, Cass McCombs, or all those people. And yeah, different now it's different but it's good it's good but i love music more than ever it's just different yeah do you, yeah it's just it's just when you feel or are you feeling the most connected to music right now than than ever before i feel the most yeah you could say that i feel like i feel the most confident in my abilities as a musician and what i like and what i want to do and what my vision is for things. And I trust myself when I'm doing things now. I had a very hard time in my career as a musician trying to like, quote unquote, make it or be successful or like have momentum. And when I gave up and I was like, just started doing what I actually loved doing or doing connecting to the things that were around me, like say my dad is a musician, playing with him, doing a song with him, actually looking at like what was in front of me and what I really, really love, not what I thought maybe I should be doing or, you know, it was, I went through, it was very confusing for me. So then like when I got to this point in my maturity as a musician, I started to realize like, well, I have, can make my own success. It's not going to be as big as maybe other people's, but I feel yeah, it's cool getting old. I mean, there's a lot of hard things about getting older, but there's, there's a lot of cool things. Like you just, you kind of know what you like more all across the board, you know, with music or in life or with what you like to eat or what what you, what you want to do, like, you know? So it's kind of like that. Kind of get kind of getting comfortable with, with what you want to to make was a, was a yeah. big step. Yeah, just and then just yeah, just having a lot of self um, affirmation, believing in yourself and what you're writing. I mean, I did. I don't. It's very hard for me. It was hard for me. It still is to do that. I'm very sensitive and insecure. Just like, you know, if you're a musician or an artist, it's really. I think a lot of my friends are very insecure, unsure people. You know, because you're so emotionally tapped into things and. It's just hard. So to feel more grounded in that way is nice. It's helped in my trusting myself with whatever I write or whatever I want to do. I kind of feel like I could, I'm more free now in my way of doing it. So anyways, I don't know if that makes sense, but it's kind of like. I'm with you, Ben. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you're just getting big time. It's moral of the story. So basically I'm rich, I'm big time, and I make, you know, this soft rock 70s music that it's so big time. It's yeah. just the most important music of all time yeah. right now. Ultimately. That's it. It's a movement. Like, yeah. I basically started a movement. Wow. And it's all original. It's just me that right. made the sound. has yeah. nothing to do with else. No, it's because it, it, you're you're carrying so much weight. It's it's just an, it's insane. It's kind of, but you know, heavy is the head that that wears the crown. So, you know, <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Um, speak, speaking of this of the of the seventies kind of soft 
rock stuff do you do you think um that obviously outside of of your own band do you feel like this that kind of sound or inspirations of that sound is becoming more prevalent in in modern music yeah it's hard to say because i'm surrounded by so much of it and people that like that music and then sometimes i'm outside of that and i realize i live in a fucking bubble you know of, of the like in southern california where this thing is kind of happening but but i think there's a reason why people i thought i think about it you know why do people want to go back and or are more obsessed with that way of making music or that way of communicating stuff yeah i think it's a real very real thing it makes sense culturally i don't really know all the answers but i think there's something very uh i don't know the word just genuine and authentic and sincere about a lot of old ways of making music or the songwriting and the sentiments and just the simplicity about it that's refreshing now to people because we live in such weird crazy times where things are so confusing i think that has a lot to do with it the simplicity but i don't really know but it seems like yeah there's a resurgence right in california at least or everywhere i don't know california um uh phoenix arizona that's where it's really happening um <laughs> phoenix jacksonville yeah. yeah yeah but yeah phoenix is really popping off right now which is you know it's their time to shine that's that's the that's the next major city predicting it now everyone's gonna move to phoenix yeah. not tucson not what's the other one tucson phoenix <laughs> tucson There's... and uh something with a t is something with a t um we're gonna edit in later it's fine but yeah yeah arizona in general tempe tempe yeah thanks tempe. ben appreciate it dude you could yeah I, I knew you knew what it was you're just like no let, let, let me figure it out shit ben leave me out yeah. to dry over here i don't think that there that music is happening over there as much right it's more because california southern california also has a legacy of this music is like Laurel Canyon, Topanga, all the music that got made here, all the style, the fashion, the culture, like it's still here, you know? So that's why I think people here are more tapped into it. I actually, me and some of the guys who are coming on this next tour, these younger musicians from, some of them are from Topanga, but they, they're amazing, right? These younger guys who are sort of like, just mu musical virtuoso kids are amazing and they're we me and some of the other there's like a big group coming on this next tour but we went and shot a photo with this guy henry diltz who's a photographer from that era um from the 70s he shot like the csny cover and all the Joni mitchell stuff and he took a sylvie photo the other day it was really fun in topanga to do that because it's like yeah I think that the the history is here, you know? So it's, I don't know, kind of lives on or people ad adapt it. Yeah. Right. Here here in Tempe, I, I understand. Here in Tempe. Uh, here in Tempe. Um, do you, now, what do you think, uh, what band do you think of when people say like, oh, California music, you know? Is it the Eagles? I feel like for a lot of people, it is the Eagles. Solidifying california sound from that time or from now just in in general in general, in general people say like oh california music yeah yeah that's funny see because they're not from california but yeah they take they did they took that identity on i would say that Winslow, arizona just I i'm just saying ben there it is right there you know yeah <laughs> you think yeah. i'm talking out my ass here man this is this is i i, I did the research for this checking out where it is yeah i don't know just the obvious ones like that just eagles csny stuff like that you know Joni mitchell sylvie and this and then sylvie <laughs> i know all of them you know they they love sylvie 
yeah that, that's your that's your crew you guys have yeah. a crew yeah yeah the canyon crew i get it mm-hmm. uh, like yeah that's you i i, I get it it's it's at the wrecking crew but it's the it's the canyon crew now i i it's all it's the same thing just different iterations yeah right different different time frames um with with the re- the release of of the album and i mean, it, it, it really i don't know ben it feels like we haven't sp- spoke in a while but i, I guess in the retrospect really it hasn't been that long but it having having it, it be out for for uh, for a year and some change now um does it does it feel like it's finally reaching the the people of like wh- where it needs to be and it's it's kind of going outside of the group of people that you worked on it with yeah it's like hey here it is it's in the it's in the just the the atmosphere of the public yeah I would say so more sometimes than I would think sometimes I'm bit, I've been surprised recently where people will know about Sylvie that I would not think they would know. It's hard to tell sometimes because like I said, you're always living in this bubble here with obviously people here, my friends know about it and stuff, but like Sylvie's going on a headlining tour in Europe. So people know it there or people and I just hear little things where I'm surprised, like, oh, wow, that's crazy that this person would know Sylvie, you know? But I don't think it's big or anything, like, really, people know it. But it's it it has gone by beyond what I would, I guess, other music that I've written socially, like, in that way. I don't know. I don't know. These things are hard to gauge. But I'm very proud of, of the, the album. And if it, I want it, obviously, to reach more people that's such a good feeling right right yeah do you feel the band the or the album perfectly solidified like what son you're trying to do sonically with this project i uh yeah yeah i just would like song by song basically um but the whole thing i think fits together okay there's a lot of different there's different people singing, there's different styles I'm playing, but yeah, I think it did. Yeah. I would say so too. Thanks. If you're going to ask me, if you're going to ask me, Ben, but that's just, that's just not side perspective. What is, if there is any, what is the ethos of Sylvie? Well, a lot of it's what I was telling you about earlier, about coming to a place where I was accepting what was in front of me, my musical lineage, my connection with my dad, that music, um, music that I grew up with. Um, I'm very like traditionalist. So I just love trying to write a good song that captures how I'm, what something I'm going through and something that's universally like you can apply to, you know, to any situation. But I try to use the songs to, to, I know it sounds, it probably people don't see this, but I'm kind of like, I'm the one writing it and producing it and arranging it and usually in doing the videos and having the whole vision. And when I do it, I, it, it actually is a really like self healing spiritual process for me. That's actually at the root of it. That's why I'm able to do it for so many hours, for so many days weeks with no money or no support or whatever it was you know like because it's a self-healing process writing these songs i try to become a better person through them mm-hmm. and learn something or go through go through something emotionally and say you know i don't know so it's like songwriters stuff deep emotional stuff you know <laughs> no but that's kind of the ethos actually it's okay. just just that like if I feel like I'm challenging myself or I'm going to get something out of it or I'm pushing myself or trying to get through a situation I and then you know the music doing all of it helps me and I come out always on the other end really feeling great and feeling really proud usually about it so that's the ethos for me that's why I do it gotcha if I didn't that i couldn't just sit there for like 
months in my studio and like go nuts on something there has to be like a deeper reason right mm-hmm. sure. for me and i think for a lot of songwriters too is, is the connection to a song needed in order to make a good song like do you, do you need to feel attached to it in some way is that, is that how you feel about that both like really attached like it's your whole life like you're every time I was writing a song, I thought like, this is going to be the greatest song anyone's ever heard, you know, but it's not, you know, but you think that I feel like you have to feel that way, or I have have to feel that way, or this is the best thing I'm ever going to do, or this is the deepest I'm ever going to go or, or this type of song is I've never written. So why don't I want to learn how to immerse myself in this process and, and learn something about my about about writing in this way or trying on different things but then also you have to be detached too because if you're too attached then you become really self um then you can't see it from an outside perspective and sometimes people who are too attached they don't even share their music or something or you or you like you won't change you're afraid to change something because you think it's perfect it's a really a battle of both things very hard i think as a songwriter because like there were songs, for instance, like the song Falls on Me, which is the probably the more popular song in the Sylvie album. There's a whole nother version of that song that is sounds totally different. It actually sounds kind of like Pink Floyd or something. It was like a totally different vibe. And I love the original vibe. Not, it's not like Pink Floyd or something, but it's more washy and reverby and kind of, it had this like really nice strum guitar and it had the same sentiment but it was a way different thing and I remember changing it at the end because I thought it could be this other thing but if I was too attached I wouldn't have done that and there was a lot of stuff like that where I was just like let go of attachment of something it's a I don't know it's it's hard to hard to explain for me but it's both I would say gotcha right right right. now uh yeah I can see that, Ben. It's, I see what you're saying. Now, going back to Tempe and that sound. <clears throat> no, um, going going back to your father that we um, have mentioned a, a, a little bit now. He Now, his song from his mm-hmm. uh, old band, Mad Anthony, right? Is that the name of that mm-hmm. band? That, yeah. It, is it having a, a release of a, 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 a real release? Those, one yeah. of his songs coming mm-hmm. up here? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Pretty cool. Yeah. They they just sent me the um, test pressing for that. I think it comes, it's going to come out this year. I forget. I have the dates. I know the next single comes out in two or three weeks. And then the vinyl will come out. There'll be a proper release for it. Yeah. That's insane. That's crazy. Very cool. The music is really good, you know? Sure. I'm now, glad you get to hear it. Yeah. How did that kind of come about re reopening this uh this 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 thing of music that your that your father was was a part of? And this was in this we're talking about the seventies now, yes? It was recorded in a barn in Santa Barbara in 1976 or 75, something like that. But um, it came about because, like I was telling you, that's part of my story. My dad sort of had these lost recordings from that time. Once I started hearing more recordings like his music, like Sylvie Matthew Southern Comfort, or there's so many gems from that era. I sort of started to like, in my mind, have this whole world or the way I would perceive like music that was lost from that time, you know, like, and my dad, in my mind is like part of that story a little bit. So, so conceptually, I was like tied that into with what I was doing. And I was like, you know, maybe if Sylvie, I kind of like tap into that energy or tune in to that. And, the, and then uh, through Sylvie, that Matt Anthony can be a part of that too. They can be this, you know, so I, in, in like in the bio, I told the story of my dad's music uh, in the Sylvie bio and people 
you know, it says something like, this music is inspired by this lost tape that I found. I sort of made this little story out of it because I thought it was interesting and it's part of my life. And so through Sylvie and people hearing that, Matt Anthony has had like a a way to be released now or something, which I always wanted because I thought the music and the writing is so amazing, you know? Right. And it was, it was always kind of like a, I don't know, you know, like... I mean, to be honest, like when people in that from that time who feel like they didn't make it as a musician or their music was never really heard or whatever, there's this narrative that it's you're you failed or you're not successful or something. And I kind of felt that energy from him a lot as as a musician, like he felt that way about it. But then simultaneously, the music is so good, you know, and I believe in it so much. So it's kind of just like, you know what? it's kind of like fuck this narrative about that figure out a way to release this music and you know good song is a good song like their first there's their first single rena that that song is really beautiful just amazing ballad that people love it because it's very soulful and it's it's really good so right. it's kind of like me reversing that narrative too this music is not unsuccessful or lost or failed. It's actually amazing. Here, listen to it. You know. Yeah, and and there's more obviously more avenues or or ways that people it can get to people now as opposed to when it was recorded in the barn in Santa Barbara. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was happy I could help with that process, you know, um, and still helping to do that, but it's exciting it's coming out and I hope people like it too. What, uh, what was your dad's reaction when you're like, you know what, let's, let's try to get this off the ground and let's do something with it. Um, he doesn't really know. Cause he's not like t- tapped into what the way, the way music is released now. It's really funny when you're out of touch. Like he, he always asked me, he's like, or he just asked me, how are the numbers, you know, like on Spotify? <laughs> he's like, how are the numbers? Like, I'd be like, oh, it's like a 10,000. And he's like, wow. You know, he's to him. He's just like, he's not tuned into our culture. There's all these differences, right? But he knows what to ask. He's asking about numbers, man. I mean, and you got to give it to him. He's like, all right, at least at least he knows. He's he's on with the numbers. He's trying to get statistics. With the He's trying to break into the algorithm, I think is essentially what he's trying to do there yeah yeah you gotta give him props on that ben hang on to it i mean i'm not saying he doesn't know he's totally ignorant but obviously from that time the way you release music is very different you can't just release music in the same way right now anyone can release music but back then it's kind of like more like you're either really i think a little bit more like you're really doing it you really have a label deal you're really a musician like that's what you're doing or you're not really releasing music it's either but one or the other anyone can upload their music to spotify mm-hmm. the game is just different so it's funny watching him try and like bringing that music out and then watching him try and understand how it gets funneled into people into the world He's catching yeah. up, man. He's just, he's just, he's trying to, he's trying to decipher what, what people want to hear, what they don't want to hear. He's trying, he's trying to get to the core of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I respect it. And uh, yeah, Ben's father is coming on to discuss his album uh, tomorrow, I think. I think is, is, is when we have it scheduled. Yeah. He's coming. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fucking sick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what uh now do you, do you know the other uh fellas or have you ever met any of the any of the other guys of matt matt anthony before or is it just just working with your father with this no i was around them as a as a kid like there's three of them mainly it's like my uncle carl my dad and larry dotson were the main members Larry Dotson was the guitar player. He has passed already, but Carl, I know pretty well. He called me the other day and talked about old music. And I told him the numbers we're doing, of course. He had to ask about it. He's totally not even thinking about that. But yeah, Uh, but I know him. Yeah, of course. Uh, What was their reaction 
when when it started to 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 gain some some steam you know the kind of weird part about it is they don't care as much as i care you know? <laughs> <laughs> how it is what a what a what what a good uh good good person to be on your team though it's like <laughs> at least you you care about it you're you're putting your putting your head to the grindstone do it doing the work for them yeah they don't care about the way they're perceived or if the music gets heard or not in the same way i mean i think a little bit but carl is also very old and actually has some like um you know he has like dementia and he can't really remember so really it's my dad who's sort of witnessing this more and the other guitar player had passed they're all they're a lot older you know so you know i i don't know i think it's uh yeah hard to say nevertheless it's coming out but nevertheless it's coming out and you know what actually sylvie on this next tour is gonna we're gonna cover that the the song arena by that man anthony wrote we're doing a live version of it which is it's sounding pretty good and it's fun to cover that or to put that in the set you know so that'll be cool and in turn your father is covering a few sylvie songs right yeah yeah he's playing gigs in 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 ohio doing sylvie covers right 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 do you see similarities between what he was doing with his band and how you perceive music and how what you're doing with your band and how you perceive music or bands and how you perceive music yeah i think so that yeah i mean i wasn't around at that time but i can imagine going through all the same process and the things that you go through as a musician in the places you play and hanging out in these certain areas and just all the stuff you experience as a musician in your 20s and 30s he, a lot of he went he went through too and um so yeah i feel very our paths are very aligned in that way and then i'm very influenced by his music and what i he showed me in songwriting so so yeah i think in a lot of ways very similar paths or are very aligned mm-hmm. yeah would you be making the same music if your father hadn't been exposing you to, to music and, and being into music himself i don't think so i don't really know but i don't think so not in the same way me my father my brother had like a musical connection we played together a lot um so no i don't think so i don't think i i actually didn't want to be a musician but it's kind of in my you know it's like i it's in my um upbringing so i i kind of like i withheld from doing it because i was like yeah nervous to pursue it as a career it's so hard to make a living as a musician doing your own music still to this day it's just so challenging so i was always like oh should i do this but then it's very natural for me i just love it so much and it's in my blood kind of thing yeah from my dad i think and my mom too actually but she's not a musician but yeah and this is the man i mean every dish every day and i remember you remember that right? i remember that conversation yeah oh. uh and that, that that's actually going to be another single that's coming out from that the, the actual song every dish every day and if you don't know what we're talking about go back and listen to the first interview at the core of it what was in your blood forever was you know rollerblading that was yeah when i was when i was young that's what i wanted to do and you're 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 going back on tour, right? It's it's like a half music tour, half skate tour. People say bring your blades. Sometimes they'll DM me and be like, "I saw you're coming to Europe. Bring your blades." But yeah, has that crossed your mind to do, Ben? If I was with all my old friends, like doing it, maybe. But I'm not really thinking about it as much. But it, yeah, it has crossed my mind. I went on a drug dealer tour. And I took them because they all skateboard right? and they wanted me to bring them because they were like, they couldn't believe that I was like 
that I was, you know, as good as I was when I was a lot younger. And so I took him and we, we skated together around Europe. And you showed him what the fuck was what, right? Yeah. They were trying to make fun of me. And then I just showed him what was up. Yeah. He said, let's, let's, let's freaking skate. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're still, you're still pretty nasty on them, right? You can, you're you're still, you're still flying down handrails and shit. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not. In those days of like, we're gonna we're gonna cut to a a a, a photo of you just absolutely destroying a handrail uh, right now. So yeah. yeah, and that was that that was recorded last. I mean, because this will this be out in a few weeks, so we'll say like last week is when you recorded it. Because we're I'm gonna come by. We're gonna film it. We're gonna put it in. <laughs> Anyways, throw it up there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm like I'm 36 now. I can't afford to like break my wrist or be in a crazy accident it's just different you know i'm not not it i miss it for sure the skate but yeah no is is what drove you to skate and what drives you to make music coming is that coming from the same place Mm, similar place um or the drive or the passion to to do it and and do do what you want get what you want to get out of it and and make what you want to make out of it is is that coming from the same place I think so I was telling my friend there's like this chart astrological book chart where you you turn to the time and day and and it, like you there's these archetypes and mine was like the master someone who that tries to master things the craft of something like the art form of something so I felt like I was like that in my skating similar to my music with my own writing and stuff I'm very like all about the process and the craft of doing something and making my own trying to master my own like thing whatever I'm doing it's problematic too it's like it's you're like so I'm like too obsessed and driven beyond so it's troublesome too but yeah that's kind of my just my personality or like my the, my process artistic process and it was similar with skating mm-hmm. it's very like cathartic to me to do that i don't know why it just is uh i don't know if i asked this before but and if i if i did i apologize if you were to make an edit let's let's say you're working on it tomorrow <clears throat> you're starting on tomorrow right and it, and it comes out in a few whatever months or something like that would you pair it with a sylvie song would you score it as sylvie song sure if you want me to i could do that i've scored music for other people's skate sections no but your music to your own yeah i have thought about that in the past if i was gonna do that maybe i don't know (laughs) Why? So that it would be like all, so my boat, like just me on. Yeah. Yeah. It, that could be cool. I don't think about that, but. I do. Does that sound cool to you? That sounds so rad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it, it's all, it, it's all about you, Ben. You're the master, yeah. dude. <laughs> this is who you are. Check the chart, man. Yeah. Check the chart. Yeah, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I don't think I'm a master of anything. It's just my. That's the, the astrological sign thing. Yeah, You're not saying a, it. The book's saying it. Yeah, but it's of my own craft. It's not of anything else. I have no mastery over anything, or like I, I feel so, like I don't know anything really. Except but, the master class that you are making about. Oh being... my. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, and and you have to do that because you know that's what you're getting paid for. Yeah, and you can go sign up for that at masterclass.com. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, um, it's so Virgo. So we're like perfectionists. We we go like we just try to. We're very practical. I have a lot of that Earth kind of like practical, logistical, um, that that kind of energy in my chart. So that's in my writing and in my process of making music. And the earth is literally what you were shredding up. 
when you were skate. Yeah. It all yeah. circles around. Yeah. That's true. When That's I, no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I do my research. Um, I was, uh, I was looking at some clips last night. Really? Yeah, of course, Ben. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was great. It was fantastic. I, I found a lot on Instagram actually. Um, just like some, some, some snippets, you know, but it's like bang, 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 you know, cause some, sometimes in a, in an edit in like the shorter videos, especially there's, you're in them, but you know, there's other people spliced in as well. But with the, with, with the Instagram thing, it's just bang, 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 all you, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Where do you find it? Like on YouTube or on, yeah. on Instagram? There's some on YouTube, some on Instagram. Yeah. It makes sense. And I mean, of course, your daily blogs of what you're doing. There's some things to take out of there as well. <laughs> yeah. What what year did you put it down? Um, and I and I know I asked that before, but I don't remember the year. Yeah, it was kind of like slowly as I went back to school to study music, I sort of slowed down. I, I'm 36 now, so I would say when I was 20. 23 24 i started to kind of slow slow down and transition went back to school because i didn't go directly to 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 college after skating i was like traveling and touring when i was 18 and stuff and then i went back to school and i yeah i would say 22 so kind of very early going out on top yeah yeah, I started early. I started when I was like 10 or 11 years old. So, Yeah, going out on top, Ben. I get it. Like, <laughs> perfection. I know. When, when people ask, let's say like when you go back home uh, to, to Cleveland, right? To Dayton, Ohio. To Dayton, that's, Ohio. That's, that's what my, I said. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, did you hear Cleveland? Yeah, it's the mic. It, it fucked up. It wasn't me just saying that. Um. <laughs> When you when you go back, and you know you're talking to, to to your your parents' friends or 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 a neighbor of some sort, and they go, "Oh, what kind of what kind of music do you make? What how, how do you describe that? How do you describe the the, the music that Sylvie in Golden Days makes?" Well, it's yeah, it's pretty hard. That question, musicians hate that question, right? I always say like singer songwriter old classic singer songwriter music kind of like or folk but you know that's so general i don't know i i mentioned you know all the influences from that time and stuff and then i like steely dan beatles todd runger and stuff like that and that's all you can say i don't know how else to describe it sometimes i've said like i make derivative 70s music (laughs) and then people get it right away so maybe that's the better answer maybe yeah <laughs> um or clear but then if i'm like oh it's like folk it's like classic it's in people it's more general so sometimes it's better to just say that right there is uh, 70 soft rock if, if i were you i'd just say like, oh um let's say rap it's like um you know like uh drake or, or something like that Mm-hmm. And then they'll check it out. They're like, oh, this guy, this guy doesn't know what rap is at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, my influences are like Drake and Three Six Mafia, and, <laughs> and then they, yeah. they check it out and they go, oh, all right. I love Drake, actually. I mean, you, that- but you, you say like, yeah, I make I make music exactly like Drake does, like the same beats, the kind of the same freestyle yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what you, you gotta line yourself with he's crazy he's like undeniably good his melodies are so so amazing but but yeah no I yeah I don't I, I, don't, I just say 70s stuff like 70s straight yeah but try to make it new I try to make it seem like well like if I thought I was just doing that music like repeating it I wouldn't be interested. I think in my head I'm doing something kind of new with it or trying to write to just you take that energy and carry forward, right? But 
if I thought like, oh, I'm just making, I'm making a joke, you know, because if I thought if I, if I was just making derivative music or copying exactly what those things are, I would, it, you know, I wouldn't do it. Right. At, at, at the end of the day. Whether I am or not is like up to you or people from an outside perspective. But in my head, I think, you know, like, oh, I'm writing a new song, just using these old tools or new format. Or, uh, sorry, the old format, but like, you know, writing something new, bringing new life into it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to explain that or like say that in a quick sentence. Right. Because you, you want it to be wrapped up as, as you wanted to tie a bow on it as quick as possible. It'd be just trim the fat off of what it is and just say what it is. But it's hard to difficult to articulate or to, have, yeah. to, to explain it. Yeah. And also explaining yourself as a musician, answering that question. Oh, what do you play? You know, it's just like years and years of that and i don't think any musician likes that question no no but that's why that's why you're practicing it now ben do you do you feel the the um the same way when people ask you about golden days as well like your your part in that is it it's kind of the same yeah same influences just different format kind of like we used a lot more dreamy psychedelic shoegazy stuff the way we would produce it and dress it up, but it's a lot of the same influences. And we were always trying to like write what we thought would be like a good song or a simple, uh, like tap into something that was like relatable or, so it's very similar. Yeah, I would describe it in the same way, just kind of like different um, different ingredients, but same same pursuit basically, you know? a twist on the same recipe mm-hmm, exactly and to be honest the reason i'm able to do sylvia in the same way in this way that i do now is because the years of making golden days like I, we developed our process of doing of writing in the way we would do it and stuff and i just like adapted it into my own different thing but that a lot of it's from that era of golden days and playing with my one of my best friends, Jacob Loeb, he was the other songwriter, and my brother played in that group. So we all kind of learned together, which is, yeah. Which is what was needed to, to, to bring you to now with Sylvie. Exactly, exactly. What are you most comfortable behind in, instrumentally? Mm, I feel most like empowered or comfortable like when i'm sitting at an actual upright piano that doesn't happen a lot live because you have to bring like an electronic piano and places you know but in general just with any instrument in someone's house or like wherever it is if i'm like at a real piano i feel like very like like i can just do i can I have the whole range of my musical ability right there or something. But live, it's like, so guitar or or piano, because it's, but actually I, I'm realizing, which I guess people know, but you, like a lot of these venues, we're playing a show at the Lodge Room on April 14th and they have an upright piano. So I actually talked to them today. I was like, oh, I'm going to use this upright piano. It's so different when you are playing an upright real grand piano as opposed to an electronic keyboard you know i guess no no of course yeah yeah you're like whatever yeah this edition stuff it's like people are probably interested in this but like i there's something about a piano even at my house the piano has a tradition of like you play songs and people sit around a piano and sing songs It, it invites this this kind of energy of like, now we sing songs together, or now I play the, or let me play the song I learned. It has that energy, you know? I'd, it's amazing because a, a lot of the other instruments don't have that. I mean, it's like drums, people aren't tap, tapped into that energy bass. Guitar sometimes is like that, but it feels different. There's something about a piano where people kind of gather around type of thing, you know? Right, right, right. Love that. So that's kind of like the energy of Sylvia a lot of the time. And when we're playing, it's like I'm on the piano and there's and then it's just like, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's an old traditional thing. I feel like and the other secondary 
instrument that's inviting people in and it it's kind of has that feel is the recorder yeah um when you bust that out it, it everybody's like oh fucking recorder you know that's just been yeah. my experience with it yeah people there has go- not been one christmas without somebody busting out the old recorder and everybody gathering around uh, yeah people go nuts and hum in their favorite recorder songs and whatnot yeah <laughs> yeah that's just that's but that i mean it, it might be something for other families it might be the tuba tuba is a close third on that i would say yeah the warmth i, I wish i knew how to play flute mm-hmm. flute's pretty cool too but what, what's another one that you wish that you you could understand how to play or at least grasp it a little bit flute or maybe i uh, maybe viola viola would be nice if i could play like string instruments i could make my own string sections that that's that's pretty cool and that's what's next for for that's Sylvie. i'm gonna master that okay <laughs> i would check the book yeah just check my astrology sign right <laughs> yeah um well ben i'm really looking forward to that orchestral album that is coming out in what is it uh may it's may it's gonna come out the the orchestral sylvie album tomorrow night oh sh- okay well it'll be out by now so please go ahead and go i'm gonna record it today oh okay and it's gonna be released tomorrow yeah quick i, I forgot it's quick turnaround with you guys my, it's, it's my apologies midnight tomorrow Look, Ben, it's been a minute since you've been on. I forgot how quick you were. I'm sorry. That's on me. I apologize. Um, but Ben, man, pleasure sitting with you and chatting with you again. And thank you for coming back on. Damn. Uh, yeah. It was it was it was great to chat with you. And I can't wait to go rollerblade with you tomorrow to celebrate the release of the new album, of course. But uh before I let you go, you know how we gotta do some promo here. So Sylvie music streaming everywhere, wherever you get your music, that's where you could find it. Um, The album that we've been talking about, the first album self-titled is on Bandcamp. And what is the label that's under as well? It's on full-time hobby records, full-time hobby records, but it's sold out there. And is it, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. We're going to bleep that if it is. If it isn't, go ahead and go go buy that. Um, and, and whatever you're listening to this on, it'll be linked below. Um, if there is some left, and when there is some more, they'll it'll be restocked, and you can go click on it again. Uh, and people can stay up to date with tour dates and news and all that good stuff at um in the Sylvie on Instagram, which is sil- at Sylvie underscore music underscore on Instagram. Is that the best place? That's the best place. And the Bandcamp, of course. And is that at sylvie.bandcamp? I'd have to look that up. But you'll see on the link tree, if you go to Sylvie's Instagram, you'll see there's a link tree with the Bandcamp, the tour dates, all the stuff. I would We, we have a new link tree someone made um, for me, so it has everything on there. Link tree's tight, and also the Bandcamp will be linked below of whatever you listen to this on. And... Uh, golden days music streaming everywhere on instagram at golden underscore days underscore to keep up to date with tour dates and news and you guys are playing a show tomorrow which hopefully this will be out by then we don't know yeah now um uh yeah keep up to date with news and tours and all that good stuff by following them on instagram as well and where could the people buy the music through the band camp is it the best place? Yeah. For, for Golden Days? Yeah, Bandcamp, I would say. All right. Well, you heard Ben, Bandcamp, and it'll be linked, you know where, down below. Do you have anything else, Ben? Uh, no. It's good to see you. I hope you're doing well, and everyone who's listening is I'm blessed. God bless.
thank you ben i appreciate it yeah mm-hmm. i'm doing i'm doing pretty good um yeah 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 i've been trying to break in these boots for the past couple months and I, i'm i'm finally doing it so pretty stoked on that that's cool yeah I, alpaca sweater this sweater is alpaca it's so warm because it's been so rainy and it has been are you are you, are you just real quick ben are, are you doing double is that a long sleeve shirt underneath the sweater yeah it's like a thermal it was so it's been so cold and rainy and so yeah i'm just staying warm over here okay all right good deal ben you're awesome thank you so much for coming back on i'm gonna stop recording this i'll talk to you in a minute all right okay all right thank you ben